do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. Listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. That's not in a different accent. You've been gone from North Carolina so long. I was worried about your ring. Sound I know. Did, did you think I would have some kind of highfalutin Minnesota accent? Maybe. What does that sound like? Well, I used to know when I went to graduate school, I went to graduate school with a fellow named Todd Ronsky. <laughs> and Todd Ronsky was from Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. And that's how he said it, Minnesota. <laughs> Long that was pretty row. funny, Minnesota. Okay, well, that's cool. So, no, you didn't sound like that. You just sounded like you saying ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. I don't know. You know, I, when I go out on the road, I have to code switch because people don't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They just I, don't. I catch myself code switching when I'm talking about technology because I had several times this week where tech was on my mind. I ended up having to call somebody or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I would catch myself just, just speaking like a tech geek or something. Yeah. It's weird how it happens. It's just strange. I know. it. And tech geek. I'm, I'm a geek. What was it that I was going to, I'm web girl is what I used to be. Web girl. Web girl. I like it. Makes yeah. you sound like a spider. That's right. And I used to have right. that email address was GRL. You know, it was the thing back then. Girl. Yeah. Web girl. That was me. Well, I just, I want to again say, I'm sorry for the losses you have had and the losses our listeners have had too. Uh, it's a hard time right now. And it is. I want everybody to take care of themselves as much as they can. Heavens to Murgatroyd, tell people that you love them if you love them. Because mm. there's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's very transitional times right now. And one of those transitions is from life to death. So yeah. y'all, y'all be good to yourselves and be good to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, and take seasons. care of yourself. And don't postpone pleasures and joys. And don't forget to take your vitamins and all that <laughs> stuff. And oh. hydrate and get some rest. Yeah. God, we sound like a fourth grade PE teacher. <laughs> well, now, I'm saying that to myself as much as anything, because I have forgotten to take vitamins for like a week now. Yeah. And, and every day I remember, I don't want to take them in the evening because some of those vitamins will keep potentially keep you up at night. Mm-hmm. The B vitamins and stuff. And I'll remember it not. Oh man, I could have had a V8 kind of moment. Crazy. It is. I am so glad to finally get to talk to you. You it, too. I'm glad to be back. I'm going to be here for the foreseeable future. I'm going to do a bunch of podcasts with other people. Okay, I'm going yeah. to do podcasts with other people, Alicia. 
It's okay. I, you know what? I'm a I'm I'm a poly podcaster. I, I am too. Yeah, polycaster. That's what you are, a polycaster. <laughs> so, well, you know it's true. It is. I just hadn't thought of it that way. Polycaster. Yeah, which is not as good as Stratocaster, but it's better than a Fender. (laughs) Golly. Oh, I know I've told this joke before, but I'll tell it again. You can cut it out if I've already told it. And that's about the woman who who was arrested for beating up her husband. And she was she was in the court courtroom and uh, and the judge says, ma'am, you, you beat the snot out of your husband. But, I mean, first offender? And she said, uh, no, sir. First, I used a... I can't even think of another kind of guitar. Uh, first a Stratocaster, then a Fender. Uh, yes, you told me that. Yeah. That, that, cut that out. You can uh, cut that out. Maybe. And that always reminds me of that song, Pick in His Pocket. Have you ever heard? Yeah. You know, pick in his pocket. If you marry a man with a pick in his pocket, you'll be supporting him. She's got a spooky voice. The Zoom yes, woman. It sounds like you'd be in trouble with her. She, to me, she just sounds kind of. She sounds spooky. She says, recording in progress. (laughs) Don't record me now. I don't want you to. I don't want you to keep it forever. (laughs) Well, too late for that. So if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say, well, you know, you're being recorded. Everything you do, everything you say. But hey, I got the Pfizer. Of course I'm being recorded. Gosh. <laughs> That's right. It's part of your DNA now when they, or excuse me, it's swimming in your blood through microchips. That's <laughs> right. That's right. So now everything you say is being recorded. Like they couldn't have done that before is the thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, uh, here we go. I knew that was going to happen as soon as we hit record that we'd start bitching about COVID and the dumb out there that are that are keeping it going. You know, I think we just need to talk about it. I, evidently, it's a trauma in my life. We'll ju- exactly, and it, it is a trauma. We are having a trauma response. Evidently, <laughs> and that's it's just as simple as that. And we're not the only ones. No. So, no. so maybe it's legit. I don't. Know. It feels like the end of the world. Is what it feels like. Yeah, do we want to sing? It's the end of the world as we know it. That's it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. True enough. You've done your homework though. <laughs> you got your jam in the in the in the jar, as we would say. That's what Selby and I would say. Yeah, you got the jam in the jar. We had a, a show that we did many years ago, and I, that's what we called it, was the Jaro Jam. We put, <laughs> we put the jam in the jar, and 
Rock on, yes. It was a rocking good show. I think I've told you about that one before because it was one of our first, we were rough at the edges, but it had a good crowd. And it was just a, in my opinion, it was like my dream lineup of, mm. of people. And we just, we just rocked out. They were dancing all over the place. And we had, uh, let's see, Selby drew the, 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 he likes, you know, he's old school. So he drew the poster for it. And in it, he gave us, we were all these kind of strange characters. I don't know how to explain it. I'll just have to show it to you. And uh, we almost made some t-shirts out of that drawing. It was just that good. Jar of Jam. Wow. And the poster had wow. a, it, it had us, it had an, a vignette of us uh, performing at some other show, but we were inside a mason jar. <laughs> so I don't, again, I don't really know how to explain it. You just kind of have to see it. <laughs> this oh, that's funny. I'd like to see y'all inside a mason jar. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we certainly put the jam in it. So that's all I can say for that. <laughs> I'll never forget. Somebody's mother-in-law came to see us. This was a show that was fairly local. And the show was probably supposed to start at seven or something. And it didn't start till 730 because that's just musicians. And mm. I remember coming outside and I got out the door and, and this, this woman was there and she was a little older woman. And she was saying, you know, someone has hit a skunk in the parking lot. I was like, that is not a skunk you're smelling. But let's go on inside, Grandma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think somebody's hit a skunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> it was actually. And we had that I think the show was fairly close to Christmas because I remember that there was a backstage, it was a crock pot of some sort of yummy thing with alcohol in it. It was a drink and it was warm. Now I, I didn't get any of it, or maybe I had a tablespoon or something to taste it, but, but it smelled good. And I, I remember thinking, what is going on? I've never seen anything like that in a crock pot before. And everybody was just going over the crock pot and they get a little scoop of it and put it in a plastic cup. And I, I didn't know what was in it. Sounds like it was some hard cider. Yeah, it might have been. It, it actually it smelled been. so good. It yeah, did. It man. smelled really good. And it was like, I think maybe some mulling spices in it or something. Mm. Who knows? And then we now we got, I'm feeling like it feels like fall, doesn't it? It does, especially talking like that. But you know, fall I can tell is right around the corner in spite of the hot the heat and the hot temperatures that we've had for the last you know couple of weeks. And I think serious, we've entered serious now and all that stuff. Um, so we're in the dog days and you can tell. And another way you can tell is if you're driving down the road, the, the green trees have got just the slightest little yellow hue to them or, or red, yellow, red, depending on what kind of trees you're driving by. And it's just, you can't really, once you get up to the tree, you don't see it anymore but if you're a few if you're you know 100 yards out and you're looking at a stand of trees they just they look like they're getting ready to turn they have a little bit of a hue to them yeah it's, i love it i love I it when the seasons turn 
Well, and up in Minnesota, we watched fall come on the land. We were there a little over a week. Wow. And the and it was super hot and dry. Yeah. And then there was one day, and, and we kept noticing the aspens. They were green when we got there, and then they just started changing. It was really, it was kind of amazing. Then one day a cold front came, and um, and then fall was just there. It was there. It was there. What were the temperatures like up there? It was hotter than, than the devil's earlobe. It was hot and very dry. We were not allowed to have individual campfires. Mm. Uh, we were only, and they had a central fire for the whole festival that was surrounded. It probably had a, a 10 foot ring of sand, 10 feet wide around the whole, the whole uh, fire. Wow. Um, no sparks are going to catch the grass or any of that. And then they had big five gallon buckets of water everywhere because wow. it had been dry for a long time. That's cool. So it was hot and it was dry. And then long about Thursday, a big old storm came rolling in and there was a little bit of rain, not very much, but it cooled down a little bit. It wasn't bad. I've never spent much time in Minnesota if I've been there at all. And it was lovely. I had a lovely time. Big old fields of corn everywhere you look. Corn and soybeans. Really? Mm -hmm. Was it very flat there? Uh, most of it was, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> they were like little hilly places, but mostly, yes, it's pretty flat. <laughs> and the nights were cold, I guess? No, not really cold. I mean, I had a air conditioning in my cabin, oh. and I kept that on most of the time. Just because, you know, I, I get ill if I get hot and can't get cooled down. <laughs> and I sleep better, to be honest. I sleep better when it's cold. So Boy, me too. You're not Better kidding. sleeping weather. Yeah, I, the colder the better for me. I love just getting under a bunch of blankets and stuff like that. I love it. Yeah, yep, me too. Well, so yeah, fall's coming. Fall's coming. It is. Well, what was your uh, most popular class? I, people tended to like all of the classes. There was just my very last class was about working with land spirits. Mm -hmm. And because they had an auction before that, that class was really late starting. So it got shortened and there weren't a lot of people there. But all the rest of them, I had, you know, a good crowd of people and they were enthusiastic. So, yeah, it went. I, I cannot complain. It went really, really well. They were good folks. I'd love to go back mm -hmm. if they'll have me. And if we don't all die of the COVID. Well, you know, I mean, it may be that you've gone, you've traveled just enough to get it out of your system a little bit. And now you're ready to settle back in again. Have you been to the cottage yet? No, I'm going there tomorrow. I've got a, a, a book event down at uh, Crystal Visions. By mm -hmm. the time y'all hear this, that event will be over. I hope you all came. <laughs> so I'm going to go down there, I think about 3.30, something like that. And I'll stop on the way uh, at the farm just to kind of check it out. And that's tomorrow? See which tree it was that fell. Okay. It was, you know, it was that dead one. It was the one in the middle well, of the there's yard. A couple of, there's a couple of dead ones. So. Uh, it's the one that was closest to the phone pole. And it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And it from what I could see, of course, it was raining, crazy raining. 
So I didn't get out of my vehicle. I pulled up. I pulled in. I just wanted to see, you know, what was going on. And yeah. it looked to me like it had fallen. The only way that it could fall and not touch something in your yard or hurt something in the yard. So I was like, <laughs> well, that's, that's very good, good magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I understand, well, and I've, I've driven past it since then, but I haven't gone in or anything like that. And, and it just, it looked fine. So, well, yeah. Uh, I can tell that it's getting ready to be a farm house for real. Yeah. I love it, seeing the backyard getting ready like that. It is. I can't. Um, uh, I was saying to Joe today, as soon as it cools down a little bit, it's still too hot. I'm going to put in the rest of the blueberries. I'm going to put in the fig trees. Hmm. And I'm going to try to put in a couple more apple trees and see if I can get that, you know, get that working. But i got to cut back some limbs. i got to cut some trees down on the south side. Yeah. So we get a little bit more sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still, you know, so much to be done. But, but you're low. on the way. Well, and now I have an apprentice. Oh, Yes. Did I not tell you about that? I have an apprentice now. Okay. Um, so that may help. I, who, what do I know? Who knows? I don't know. I, I tend to think that you kind of have your own pace and it's a lot faster than most people. And so I remember talking to you a long time ago about, well, why don't you just get an assistant? And you're like, look, <laughs> If I had an assistant, I would have to do this and this and this and this and this. Whereas if I just did it myself, I could just get it done. I know. And it's, I mean, she is really good. And she's a friend of mine that I've known for many years, not a million years, but many years. So I think, I think it's going to be fine. And she's a naturalist, both by nature and training. So she'll be helpful in getting, you know, popping out those little, mini gardens right at the edge of the woods so we get started on that stuff so yeah I'm feeling pretty good about it and plus you know COVID is not doing us any favors Mm -mm. not a not a bit of it and plus the people that are are again doing anything about the COVID are also not doing us any favors well but you know they may just want fame I mean Think about it. We could just name every strain after one governor. Uh, Boy, isn't that right? Yeah, the DeSantis variety would be the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so. I'm just ill about it. And I can see, I guess I can see, because I know people who don't like to take vaccines. I mean, how long? Who does? I I avoid the flu shot every year that I can. But. If, if you are not going to get vaccinated against this virus, then if you're out in public, you ought to wear a mask. So if you get it, you're not going to give it to every damn young and in town. Yeah, that's the thing. There, I, don't, I, I believe that this population has heard that enough and they've dug in and decided they're not going to, no matter what, no matter how selfish it is. I don't think they see it as selfish. They see it as, oh, I've got to take care of myself and I don't feel like having this, this vaccine, which, you know, that's the same reasoning that, that any six-year-old would give their mom when it was time for them to go get their vaccines. I just, uh, I wonder how they would feel if we had uh, more, to, if everything was run that way. 
so that no personal freedoms were ever violated. In other words, you could go into a restaurant, but the employees wouldn't be mandated to wash their hands before, they, you know, but they didn't have to wash their hands afterwards because, 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 because the same kind of reasons it's their body and they don't want their hands wet. Yeah. Or they don't believe that germs really exist or whatever. And they, they get to go touch your food. Now, how would that go over? And I bet these same people who are refusing to take the damn vaccine, they probably get in their car and fasten up their seatbelt every time. Wouldn't you think? No, well, I would, I don't know, because there's a lot of people that don't use seatbelts even now. Well, so you see, well, yeah, it's a lot that, of people who don't yeah. take shots. There's just that, that element of person. And I started out having conversations with you about this and I tried to be polite and I'm just at the point now of frustrated about it. I really am. Oh, did you hear Delta has made a decision that any employee that is unvaccinated is going to have to begin to pay them $200 a month and they're going to put it in a fund against medical expenses because those employees cost them more. Wow. <laughs> Boy, it, it must hard, be hard to be Delta right now with yeah. Delta. I just thought of that. You're right. Shit. When you said, you know what Delta has done, and I thought, yeah, it's killed a whole bunch of young'uns is what it's done. Well, you're right. Killed a whole bunch of whole bunch of unvaccinated people gotten a, some vaccinated people sick as dogs i know it's just it's ridiculous it's just ridiculous cuz i was so tickled when when i heard that that was another time i was like i wonder if Byron's heard this yet no you know i was away from the internet for over a week and you did i didn't know anything about anything oh lucy sorry about the yawning I need, we I go. need my afternoon cup of tea. That's all right. So this came out on August 26th. And it says, think of what we do with smokers. When it became clear that secondhand smoke threatened the health and lives of the blameless non-smokers, governments and those in charge got tough on smoking in public. <laughs> they did. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. yeah. But uh it really was a headline a couple of days ago, and I really was happy about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the way it ought to be. That's just, I mean, they can don't don't violate your personal freedom by any means. Don't do what's best for everyone. But if you make these decisions that you are more important and you're going to do it this way, then fine. Just as long as you can pay for it. Fine. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And as long as I don't have to pay for it, <laughs> either financially or any other way. You're, you will, you're going to have to. We might as well just understand that there's no way that we're going to get out of that. I, I just, I, I don't believe for a minute that the true cost of this is going to get paid for by our taxes or anything like that. We're all going to pay for it. We've all paid for a lot already. And I, I didn't really have such a good opinion of them. And now it's starting, that's changing a little bit. I'm like, well, that's a hard line to take. Are you searching your handheld computing device? Yes, I am. 
Let's see. Delta Airlines announces a $200 monthly health insurance surcharge for the unvaccinated. And this came wow. out Wednesday the 25th. Says it isn't requiring its employees to be vaccinated, but if they don't, they'll face a surcharge of $200 a month. Wow. <laughs> nothing. It says that the airline's employees who choose not to get vaccinated and are enrolled in the company's health care plan will be subject to a monthly surcharge. It says the average hospital stay for COVID-19 has cost Delta $50,000 per person. This now I don't know how they sourced it, but this is Delta saying it about Delta and not the oh, variant. The, you know, as it says this surcharge will be necessary to address the financial risk the decision to not vaccinate is creating for our company. He added that as the Delta variant of COVID spreads, all of the company's employees who have been hospitalized with the coronavirus in recent weeks were not fully vac vaccinated. It's 100% of them. So Delta employees who are unvaccinated will also have to be tested for COVID-19 every week <laughs> while the community cases are high. And, wow. Yep. This came after the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine. Because it's like now it's like, okay, what's your reason now? Yeah. And I'm, well, I'm, I'm all kinds of reasons. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope we see a lot more of this. Frankly, I want. I mean, we got to do what we got to do. They tried being nice to people and just giving. When I say they, I mean our communities have tried to just give information and hope that people would be intelligent enough to want to survive and would go take the vaccine. That didn't work, so they tried to bribe people with the states offering them money or lottery entry right. or whatever. Or uh, donuts. Don oh, that's right, donuts. Your yard man was all excited. And I said, well, do you eat donuts? And, and he said, no. <laughs> How's, how is our yard man doing? As far as I know, he's fine. He seems to be Good. fine. Yeah. He's um, fine. Work in the yard, I guess. Keeping the yard clear of rubbish. Of rubbish. That's, that's his job, cleanup crew. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm happy about that part of it. I yeah, I mean, we just, y'all don't know, in the pre-show, we were talking about, you know, we started talking about COVID and what's going on. And, and Alicia said, well, here we are talking about it again. And I said, don't you reckon everybody needs to be talking about that? Getting it out of their seat. I mean, a lot of us are sick of it. A lot of us have lost people that we love or people that we love have gotten very, very sick. And that is a terrible thing. But it is, it's uppermost in people's minds right now. That in Afghanistan is all anybody can talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not qualified to, to, to have a public opinion about Afghanistan because I don't understand all the nuances of it yet. I'm yep. trying to get caught up in what I what I haven't read in the last 20 years about it. I, I can remember some stuff, but not a lot. So I don't really have much to say to you about that subject. Well, I do. I think it, what's going on is terrible, but inevitable, and we never should have gotten in there in the first place. Yeah, because the people that that were on those planes at 9-11 were not Afghanis. That's true. There you go. 
They weren't Afghanis. We just went to war because, by God, we're going to war. Let's we're somebody's going to pay. War with Iraq, and we're going to go to war with Afghanistan. And okay, There's okay, yeah, yeah. What we're going to do? Well, Afghanistan, we Afghanistan has been known for thousands of years as the graveyard of empires. Mm-hmm. So, what does that tell you about the American empire? The American uh, experiment. Well, we are very short-sighted as a country. We are. We're still young, and we, we're still too young to realize that most every culture goes down after about 200 years, their government changes, if, whether it's a democracy or socialism or whatever. Now, there are, you know, dynasties that will last longer than that, but for the most part, it's about 200 years. Well, guess what? We're getting close to, <laughs> we're getting close to that mark, and that, and so just like the patterns have held, we're showing all these signs of decay from within. You know, we're rotten sometimes. We're also very good, but that's that's some of us. That's not necessarily our system. <laughs> well, and I have to give a shout out to everybody who is really, who, who's on the ground and who's helping out out oh, in yeah. Haywood County. Oh, my. You know, I, that was another case where I was away. I didn't have any internet and I kept getting messages from people saying, are you okay? Are you okay? I hear there's big floods where you are. Well, I was in the drought, drought infested middle of the country. So no, I wasn't flooding, but I couldn't get any, any information. Oh, well, I sent you back that short little thing and yeah you did I, I thought after I sent it I thought man if I received that I would just be whoa because yeah I think I told you that Crusoe was about wiped out yeah well and, and it is Crusoe is about wiped out it yeah. hit Bethel really hard and I have I don't have family there now I mean unless they're very distant cousins uh but man that place got hit so hard that and middle tennessee and i've got a lot of good friends over middle tennessee Mm -hmm. so that's just and the people have come through like gangbusters Mm -hmm. you know they and they do that's what they're they're doing big old pans of food and taking them out to different churches and community centers Mm -hmm. and they just they're doing good they're raising a ton of money through the united way Mm -hmm. and you know didn't your temple get flooded yeah, but our temple gets flooded in a good rain because it's up okay. against our our part of the building is up against the parking lot that slopes down towards the building. Oh, okay. So when there's a hard rain, it just goes right into those old French drains. Gotcha. And you know, it'll drain so much, but we've had a lot of rain in the past six weeks or so. We've had sufficient rain. And so it got it got flooded again, and the landlord sends in a crew with big old fans and heavy-duty shop vacs, and they suck it all up and dry it out one more time. Man. But I'm going to get in there next week. I'm going to take whoever will come with me, and I'm going to get rid of a bunch of that crap in there. Oh. We got stuff we were going to do. Oh, we were going to do a yard sale with somebody. So we've got a whole bunch of yard sale stuff in there, and most of it, excuse my French, is just crap. This is garbage. And I'm sorry people have donated it for the yard sale, but 
that yard sale was supposed to happen a year ago. And we have just been stockpiling that stuff since before then. Yeah. Because now it's too dangerous to have a damn yard sale because of COVID, because all these idiots won't put a damn mask on their face. Or get a vaccine. So, so we end up, the place is just junked up and I'm done with it. Yeah. Done with it. Mm. So I'm gonna go in there next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk Joe into going with me. I'm throwing out that damn couch which was a used couch when we got it. I can't imagine how much mold there must be in that couch. That thing is going out. It's going in the damn dumpster or beside the dumpster because it's pretty damn heavy. And I'm going to go through all them boxes of stuff for this alleged yard sale. I'm going to put them in clean boxes and I'm going to go through them and go, this is nothing but a piece of broken trash and we ain't keeping it. Okay. So there, that's what's going to happen. And then maybe some of the other stuff you'll send out to Crusoe if it's useful. Well, there's nothing. I mean, it's like tchotchkes and little books and stuff like that. Gotcha. But yeah, I've thought about doing a fundraiser like on Facebook and just telling people, people in Crusoe are just lost. I mean, everything is lost out there and they need, they need hope and they need help. And And I'm on a little Facebook group about Haywood County where people can, you know, can ask questions and say they've got whatever can help. And uh, one, I don't know if it was a woman or a man, she was saying, if anybody has got a little camper, a little travel travel trailer that they're not using, and we could pull it onto our land while we're clearing stuff off, that'd be really good. And, you know, there's all kinds of people that are not traveling right now because people won't put on a damn mask. And they get a vaccine. <laughs> this disease is spreading all over the damn country because people are too lazy, put a damn mask on their face then um or to whatever anal retentive then people aren't traveling and yeah if i had a travel trailer i'd say yeah pull that on your property do what you need to do so that's that was a good thing too i mean it's just it's heartbreaking but it also kind of heals your heart to see people being really good to each other well we have the ability this is what i learned about stuff like that and i know you already know it and that is the closer you are in location to it, the more effective you can be in actually helping. Yeah. It's like, I, I truly do feel for the folks out West, but I can do a lot more good for the folks in Crusoe mm-hmm. because I can, I can drive the stuff there if I need to. Yeah. You know, yeah. When we have hard times like this, that's the time when you go into action. That's when people need help, you go into action. And that's that right. reminds me. That reminds me of another conversation that I was thinking, oh, if we need a topic to talk about, you know, we don't, <laughs> don't. well, it was just about caregivers and care and, and how they always forget to take care of themselves. It's like they're so busy caring, taking care of everybody else. They just forget to take care of themselves. So I that's kind of a everybody knows that, I think. But, but I was going to rant and rave about it a little bit. And then I think I had some music picked and, and we, I was going to, it's going to wow you with some music or something. And then all of that just flew right out the window as soon as the record button got hit. You know, isn't that funny? You think we would make notes about it, but you know, we just get started and then we're talking about food and then we're talking about crazy people that ain't got good sense and, you know, all that stuff we talk about. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. I do want to tell you a funny story, though. 
Okay. So we're up at this festival and uh, there's a, you know, there's a lot of bugs up there. So we had our morning meeting for the whole group in this big old, you know, like a, it was like a tent made of netting, mm-hmm. you know, like a big, big bug free tent. And then there was a bug zapper hanging from the middle of it. And, um, and my friend Cody called it the bug light chandelier. <laughs> well, it looked like uh, Brian was going to be playing his concert. It was supposed to be outside under the stars, but there was a storm coming. So they said, well, we'll just move you inside there. And we were joking about the bug light chandelier. And he said, well, then I guess I'll be playing my concert in the bug light ballroom. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so we all got so tickled by the idea of the bug light ballroom. And he wrote a song called in called the bug light ballroom. And he <laughs> premiered it at this festival. Well, it's such a sweet little song. And then it made me think about these two books when my daughter was a little girl that she just loved. One of them was Madame Bugatti. And it was all these kind of anthropomorphized insects that were very elegant and did all this stuff. And there was another one called The Leaf Men and the Brave Good Bugs. It was the same sort of thing, you know, where they were insects, but they were very sort of human-like. And so on Sunday, I wrote a children's picture book called In the Bug Light Ballroom, where finally the bug light goes out and then all the insects come in to have a ball in the bug light ballroom. (laughs) It was just crazy. It was one of those things that just kept going and going and going. (laughs) That like a battery. (laughs) Yeah. It was the Energizer uh, bug light. Funny. (laughs) We had we've had some songs that kind of got created and went around that way too. And I remember Selby's daughter, she had a, she was, she's very musical and she likes to sit in there and listen to us play. And she wrote, decided to write a song, right. And she wrote a song on the spot called battery bear. So she (laughs) she had a little stuffed animal and and for some reason it was called battery bear. And we, we just started playing it. We were singing this Battery Bear song and playing it on our instruments. And she got so tickled. It was cute Aww, to see. Because that was her song. <laughs> yep. And I, and I remember there was another one like that. And the only thing I really remember about it, now this had nothing to do with a child. This was uh, Craig and some of that gang. And the lyrics, I remember a couple of lines. One of them was like, with a beer can for a pillow and a leather armadillo. I don't know what the hell we would care. It was some country song that we wanted to do a real country song. We did, did that. I love how that happens when you Me start too. writing and you get a little joke. And the next thing you know, 20 years have gone by and you're still laughing about it. Now, that's what makes life good and worth living to me boy doesn't it yep and and this little song is just you know it's a sweet little folky kind of song but I thought man in the bug light ballroom would make a great bluegrass song oh that'd be fun too yeah it would get him down here to meet Selby again they need to have oh I know we got to get those two together they're gonna have too much fun Selby had him a bad week this week 
Did he? What's wrong? Is he okay? Well, yeah, he's all right. I'm sure he's in a mood. I would be anyway. But first thing that happened, the first text I got was, I don't know, Sunday-ish. And he had reached into the stove to get out some pork chops. And they were in a cast iron skillet and he forgot to use a pot holder. He just reached down and grabbed it and then got it out of the oven and then dropped it right there. And so, oh my he, God. Yeah. So he had him a nice little trip to the uh, Clint, the ER or whatever, not the ER, the dog, dog in the box. box. Yeah, dog in the box. And then the second, second message I got from him was the dog is out. And, you know, here's the thing. He is old. Diego is old dog. He had 18 teeth pulled last year. He's got cataracts in both eyes. He's mostly deaf. He's mostly blind. He's very, very old. And he just keeps ticking on. He does. And back in the day when he was a younger dog, he would, we knew him as a runner. Because if he would get out, if he would escape, he would just run, you know. And this time, he's he's been we Selby's been letting him off the leash in the backyard uh, for a long time now because he's just basically so old that he can't get away. But something happened, and he took off. I think he had a little bout of dementia or something. Because oh my he, God! With everything else, he also has. A- about a dementia. Yeah. So he had him a little bout of dementia. And when I heard from Selby, the girls were wigging out and Selby's there. You know, I, I went out to, with the car to go search the neighborhood while he was out on foot uh, going through the woods in the neighborhoods and it's raining. And he come, he came out I guess he saw my car coming and he had been in the woods and he was coming out. So he came out like right in front of my car. I swear he reminded me of a Bigfoot for a second because of that, the pose, you know, with the arms kind of like that. But, yeah. <laughs> but he just, he just looked worn down by life. Oh, yeah, he did. But I'm so happy to say that puppy dog is back. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I can guarantee you that he's lost his, privileges as far as not being on the leash <laughs> when he goes out to the bathroom so uh that that you know that happened I think he was gone for most of the night before he got found and when he was found they found him over right at airport road which had he made it he was right at it he hadn't quite got there yet but had he gotten there who knows because that road is always got a lot of traffic and he doesn't know not to zip out into the road. No. Especially not being that he came here, he can't see, he can't stop himself or turn around and run back. Yeah. Aww. I know. And he's still he's the most chill dog ever. He's the even best. now after all that big adventure. Uh now I haven't seen him since then, but but I imagine he will be, yeah. He's the one that wigged out my mother. She kept him one time and she called me up and she's like, what's wrong with this dog? Because he had never barked, he hadn't barked the whole weekend. And she thought this dog, you know, she said, they didn't cut his vocal cords, did they? I was like, no, I've heard him bark. It's, It's just not often. 
Okay, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. W-Y-R-D.